0: Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens, and he's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing fantastic, Matt. How are you? I am doing great. We've got a special guest today. So we got my friend Annette Ferguson over from the UK, actually up in Scotland. Uh, Let me read your your bio quick, uh, Annette, and you can give us all the details. So CEO of Annette & Company, she's basically an accountant, right, an accountant in the UK. Uh, certified Profit First professional, and that's kind of how we've come across each other. Is I'm a big Profit First fan, and but I'm not certified like you are. Uh, <laughs> with over ten years of entrepreneur experience, you've got some uh, Facebook groups which I like. I think it's called mm-hmm. the uh, Uncover Wealth Community. Correct, and yeah. And it's I think the motto on there says, "I help entrepreneurs find clarity in their numbers, increase their wealth, and take more money home in their pockets." I like all those things. <laughs>
1: Doesn't everyone?
0: Doesn't everyone. So did I miss anything on your intro? You tell me. I
1: don't think you did. You did wonderfully there. I thank you so much.
0: Well, thank you very much. So I wanted to have you on here because, because you're an entrepreneur and because you're a profit first and because you, you work with, with small business owners as well. So, But could you tell me your, your story, uh, how, you, how you got to be to profit first or how you got your business
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I, um, I've been in business 10 years and about five years ago I had just given birth to my son and I was, I had, you know, on paper, what kind of looked like a pretty decent business. It was a six figure business, you know, all these kind of marks that people say that they want to hit. I'd kind of got there, but, and there was a big, but I was taking home very, very little for myself and my family really, you know, pretty negligible amounts of money. And we were relying solely on my husband's um, income from his full-time job. Right. I had this new baby and I was thinking, what am I doing? I'm like trying to balance a newborn right. running a six-figure business and I'm taking home pretty much no money. Like what is happening here? Something has gone wrong.
0: Basically. I'm working for charity.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's basically what it felt like. And I'm stealing time away from this tiny baby for nothing. Um, And so it was, you know, it was, it really was annoying me. And um, I am one of these people that loves reading business books. I always have done since I started my business. um, I, I, you know, it's one of those things that I just enjoy doing. And um, as I was, one thing that I did when I had my, my tiny little one was, um, I would read during night feeds basically i would put my kindle beside <laughs> beside right. the seat and i'd be up in the middle of the night and i would read whilst i was feeding him in the middle of the night and i stumbled across profit first as a book and the title i have to say intrigued me because right. you know i was in that place where i was taking home very little and i basically devoured that book i just read it as quickly as i could and before i think i would even got to the end of the book i was phoning up profit first hq and going I need this. I need to be certified. I need to teach everyone this. Like, tell me how.
0: You're going all in before you even started. Yeah, you just read the yeah book
1: exactly. Exactly. Um, and they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. First off, you need to implement it in your own business. Then you need to do your certification. Then we can discuss how you roll out clients. So I was like, okay, deep breath." So I did exactly that. I I went and I implemented it in my own business. I took all the steps in the book. I kind of, dug into what my, you know, what my accounting training had taught me as well, stuff that I kind of had applied, you know, I'd applied it when I was in corporate, things like budgeting, forecasting, all that kind of stuff. I'd done a huge amount of that when I was in corporate, but for some reason, just ignored it when I got to running my own business. So I took, I kind of took all that profit first learning that I was getting from the book. I thought, hang on a minute, what else can I, you know, put together here? And I basically implemented it all in my business um, ASAP. And I got to, from a place where, as I said, I was taking home very, very little money to um, within 18 months, my husband actually left his full-time job, became a full-time parent, and we were living off my earnings. And at the time, we lived in London as well. So it wasn't a cheap lifestyle we had. Right, right. It was on an incredibly good salary. So, you know, we were living living a nice life. Um, and so, yeah, I went from that place of pretty much nothing take home to 18 months later you know a very decent take home a sustainable take home to support me and my family I had another girl and you know a a little girl and it all kind of flowed from there but that's why I am so passionate about this for people because it fundamentally changed
0: my life right right so I mean there there are two things that I'm getting at right here which would be one that you went from basically taking home very little to now supporting a whole family. And now it's a family yeah. of four, right? Mm, yeah. Completely. Also uh, give, give us the outline of profit first. We, we all know it yeah. here, but I don't know all our listeners know what is profit first and what did you implement and, and how did you implement it? So
1: absolutely. So fundamentally profit first is a cash management system. So what that means is it basically, um, it basically tries to, uh, eliminate the natural tendencies that we have which are for most business owners when money comes into the bank account um it all just feels like it magically disappears again it feels like as soon as you get money in you end up with a big bill you know from somewhere that you didn't even know about and it's all gone it's it's just in and out and there's nothing and the business owner is left with the leftovers of the business, the financial scraps of the business, the kind of money that might be sloshing around or might not be, who knows? Right. Um, but there's nothing strategic about it in that normal situation. What Profit First does is it plays into that, that kind of naturalness, if you like, of right. how we operate, but it puts constraints around it so that you end up being able to take your profit first, your money out of the business before you pay anyone else. And how it does that, excuse me, how it does that is it basically um, involves you setting up a series of bank accounts, very similar to what perhaps people's grannies used to do back in the day when they had six different envelopes and they yeah, have the one. envelope
0: and method. That's what I was thinking. Right.
1: Exactly. One for rent, one for food, et cetera, et cetera. I believe that perhaps Dave Ramsey might. Dave also Ramsey, yep. that. yeah, yeah.
0: Clark yeah, Howard's exactly. another guy here in Atlanta. So the Clark Howard, Dave Ramsey, exactly right.
1: Yeah. So that, that they teach it in a personal finance setting. And this is basically applying that to business. So I'm not saying you have to withdraw all your money from your business bank account and have envelopes sitting on the table. Right, 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 but what right. we do, do to mimic that is we have multiple bank accounts. So we set up a bank account where your income comes in and then we have a bank account where your ex- general expenses go out. We have a bank account where your tax money goes out. We have a bank account to set aside your profit and we have a bank account to set aside for your owner's pay, your own money. Those two are the most important. Well, I say that, the tax one is pretty important too, yeah, right? We mean, can't we forget to pay the tax, man. Right. But, right. you know. So one, like,
0: my definition of profit first is, is exactly what like you said. It's like the envelope met, method for business, but it's like for individuals, we tell them to pay yourself first. Mm-hmm. So in, in America, we talk about setting money aside for your savings automatically. We have these 401k yeah. plans or if mm-hmm. you have a savings account, it automatically goes in there. That's what profit first is, right? It is. We're paying ourselves first, automatically taking off the profit. But then there was a component, which I recall, which is we put the profit over here. But if we need it, we can get to it. But we're trying to not tempt ourselves.
1: That's exactly right. We try and kind of, you know, squirrel it away almost so that, yes, it's over there. And yes, you have the ability to take that out for yourself. However, if you choose to do something with different with it, it is actually a choice. It's not like a default where, oops, the money is spent. You can make strategic decisions around what you do with that profit, but it's strategic. It's not It's not all the money's gone, there's nothing left anymore. And so they, for me, that's a very, very different scenario where you're going, Ah, okay, I've got, you know, a few thousand pounds in profit. What am I going to do with it? Am I going to take it to myself? Am I going to spend it on something nice? You know, do I fancy a new iPhone or whatever that might be?
0: Right, right, right.
1: Or am I going to choose to, you know, invest in a mastermind? Or am I going to choose to invest in new equipment? And But that's a choice. That's a strategic choice rather than a, oh, I'm just p- paying money out everywhere and I don't know what's going on.
2: Right. So how much importance do you put on your, on your clients at making that, mm-hmm profit first money for especially for profit for the owners how important is it to make that money really hard to get at
1: um it depends on the personality of the individual if i'm honest because some people will come to me and they'll be like i don't want to see this like i know that if i see this we've got a problem you need to make a way that i can't see this other people have that natural um you know thing within themselves where they go Okay, actually, you know, it's in that account. And for me, that's enough. So it really depends on the individual a lot of the time um, and how they kind of think and deal with money as well.
0: Right. So, so tell me how this changed. Like, how did your business change by implementing mm. this? In other words, you had a business and you weren't really yeah. making much, mm. and yet you implemented profit first, and now you are. So, yeah. what magic took place because of implementing?
1: Um, well, one of the big magics is a real focus on what I like to term, it's not termed this in the book, but what I like to term money leaks in your business. Okay. So really getting clear on where money is leaking, where the money is kind of disappearing out and you're just not, you know, it just seems to go. It just seems to go away. And what I really highly, highly recommend people is to review their expenses on a, at least a quarterly basis. Uh, and I mean, I don't mean looking at your p and I mean, really getting to grips, you know, downloading your bank statements and going through them with a fine tooth comb and really looking at the spending, looking at the actual cash that is being spent. Not that, oh, that's a nice pretty P&L account that I right, have, at my
0: account What are is. the common, what do you find? What are the common money leaks? Where's that money um, going?
1: A lot of people, it's tech. So they've signed up for uh, you know a new piece of software, and perhaps they've not cancelled it after their trial period. Or there they've been you know they are using three social media management tools, or those kinds of things for online entrepreneurs. Especially tech can be a big one. Right. Um, that's you know that's a that's a really big one that I see very very often. Another one can be course junkies so people- <laughs> just I was
2: just gonna go there anybody anybody keep buying courses yeah me me as well <laughs> you know where you're unique where I you, I wanted to say it early you did something so unique and this is so important for our listeners you read a book and you actually applied <laughs> and took action on what was in that book that is so foreign to so many people.
1: Absolutely, Dave. Absolutely. I completely understand. And, you know, I used to say I love reading business books. I can't say I've implemented all of them. I can't. Right, right. You know, we might be, I might be in a very different place if I had, I would imagine. <laughs> but, yeah, absolutely right. That is the big thing. You know, it's all very well reading the book. But if you don't put it into practice, you don't get anywhere.
2: Very true. Very true. And the same with all the courses. The course junkies, um, I think sometimes people go to courses and they look for all these big things. I've had, I have a thing now with courses. I'm like, I'm going to this and I'm looking for one mm-hmm. thing and that's it. And if I can get one thing and implement the one thing, it's so much easier to stomach that I spent all this money. If you're just looking for one thing, it becomes a whole lot easier to stomach. But in your case,
1: yeah, 100%. You the
2: whole, the, what a hook, line and sinker on the, mm. on profit first. And it, and it, it sounds like it saved your business. And you're it fine. It
1: did. And in all honesty, possibly even my marriage, <laughs> because you know, because <laughs> no one wants to, you know, no one wants to have be married to a business owner who's not generating any income to take right. home. Quite frankly, right. because that's not fun either.
0: Right.
1: Um, so yes, yeah, so of course, course kind of junkies is another one that I see big overspending on people. Yeah, buying course after course after course, never implementing a thing. I know I do it too, but never implementing a thing. So they just end up with all its expenses, and often on payment plans too. So they're always signing up for you know, the next thing on their 12-month payment plan, and they've still not logged in six months later. And right. there's lots of that kind of thing that happens as well. Okay. So that's a big one, is, is understanding if you are a course junkie. If you can you know, do that, okay, maybe give yourself a budget so that actually, you know, on a monthly basis, I'm not gonna spend more than X on my courses, or like Dave said, making sure that you even, you implement one course before right. you buy the next one. And
2: that's yeah, good. that's that's a big one. It's finish the last one before you mm-hmm. buy another one. I also believe that you pay cash for the course. Mm-hmm. If you can't afford it or don't want to afford it in one payment, don't buy it. Yeah, completely, I completely be, agree. Because almost every course offers a substantial discount to pay in advance and almost yeah. every course offers a refund. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of people don't take advantage of the refund because they're guilty because mm-hmm. they didn't go through the course. That's oh, cool. yeah,
1: completely. That's very, very common. Very, very common. Um, so, so, yeah, there are two big, big areas that I see is courses and tech where okay. people are overspending. Another big one, in all honesty, is office space. So okay. people get really excited, um, you know, when they're building a business and they decide that they want an office. They don't need an office a lot of the time, particularly if they're running their business primarily online but they want an office just because, you know, many, many reasons. Ego could be one of them, but many, many reasons they want office space. And in actual fact, depending on where you live in the world, in the country, that can be incredibly costly and it can be, and, and a lot of the times it's a nice to have, it's not a necess- necessary expense. So again, assessing that and seeing, do I really need office space? Can I work from home or even work from cafes? You know, I do, I do a mixture of those in all honesty. I do a mixture of, I do a, the vast majority of stuff I do is I work from home. I sometimes, if I want to change a scene, I go out to a local coffee shop or that kind of thing, or even in the summer outside. But, you know, what can you do so that you don't need to spend hundreds, if not thousands a month on... right. right. Things rock. that are just nice to have. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So what are some yeah. common mistakes when people, okay, when, when people try to get their business on track by themselves, mm-hmm. you're, you're trying to help them. What are the common mistakes that they would make trying to do it themselves without your help?
1: Yeah, so what I commonly see is people, ha- people um, will come to me and they will have tried to implement profit first. And yeah. they'll have set up the bank accounts they'll have started moving the money around and they'll have just stolen back all the money from all the bank accounts again and they'll be in the same position as they were in the beginning. The big, big step that I believe is incredibly important to get Profit First working for most business owners is what I like to call building out a profit plan. Essentially a forecast or a budget for the next few months, if not 12, ideally 12 months, but you know, if not the next three to four months of, okay, what are my expenses now, line by line by line, like not I spend approximately this on tech. I, I mean like at the supplier level, what are my expenses? Every single one of them. You know, what are my team costs? Every single one of them. And what is my revenue? What is my guaranteed revenue? What is my not guaranteed revenue? And actually building out that is, as I say, essentially forecast. I like to call it profit plan because we actually then use that to help calculate what your initial profit first percentages should be. Because a step on from that is I will also see people who will go straight in and I'll try to straight away implement the percentages in the book and their business is nowhere close to that. So it just doesn't work. Because if you're currently now spending 98% of your income on operating expenses, you can't suddenly spend 30. It just like something falls over there. The math just (laughs) doesn't work.
0: And that, that's so what I was going like, like to. Step. There are some base cases from that book. Let like mm-hmm. let's say ten percent. We're supposed to take ten a thousand dollar check comes in. Ten percent of it we're supposed to put in our profit first account. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think you, you what you're saying is even if it's just one percent or two percent, yeah. you need to start the methodology. Even Completely. if the goal might be to get to ten or twenty or thirty, like you just Absolutely. said. We just need Absolutely. to start with
1: something. And that's why we kind of do a, uh, um, a forecast profit plan for people at the very beginning because because it's cause it establishes where they are now.
0: Right. It
1: establishes what the percentages can be now and then it establishes where we can get closer to. Like, When can things come off your expenses? When are you planning revenue increases? All those kinds of things come into play when we're looking at the profit first percentages because the percentages work off revenue. So not only do we need to have a clear understanding of what the expenses are, but we need to have a clear understanding of what the revenue plan is as well because they're based off each other. So if you have a seasonal business and you sell nothing in August, we need to know that way ahead of time so that come August, you've got a buffer there to support your operating expenses. Otherwise, you're going to have a real problem. So, you know, that's why planning it out can be incredibly helpful to see where the funnies might be, where the pitfalls might be, and actually what we need to do with those percentages as we build towards the targets to get the business in a financially healthy place as we move along.
0: Right. All right. So you go back to you. And, and, and if I get too personal, that's fine too, yeah, but I'm saying, okay. all right, so you're like, all right, I implemented it and, and you probably went through your expenses mm-hmm. first and and, yeah. saw it and then what did you do next after you went through, how did you? Yeah, so
1: the very first thing I did was I sat down and I pl- printed out my last 12 months business bank and credit card statements. I tried not to cry at the same time. <laughs> and- and I basically went through every single one line by line by line right and I worked out what I needed to cancel what I needed to get rid of what I needed to speak to people about renegotiating and all those kinds of things and I went and did that I went and implemented that first stage because it's all very well drawing out your list but if you don't talk to anyone or cancel anything then it's still you're still in the same place so you know making sure you do that next step and that's when I then went and I pulled out okay what does my profit plan look like? What am I trying to achieve over the next few months? What does that look like in my business? What have I got as um, standard recurring income? What don't I have? What does that look like? And um, and then I basically, you know, fundamentally held myself accountable to it.
0: Sure.
1: You know, that that is kind of what it comes down to is... That you know, and 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 honestly, holding yourself accountable is really hard. It's way easier for someone else to do it. Right, but now right. that your
2: husband, your husband is not yeah. working, he's kind of holding you accountable yes. too. I'm taking it. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah, completely. And that was always our plan. So you know, I had this as my longer term vision because when um you know when we got married, which which was actually ten years ago, we had always spoken about the potential of him being a stay at home parent and me running a business um when my son was born that seemed like a pipe dream because we were nowhere close to that at all it was just you know crazy um and so when I kind of read profit first and got this stuff starting to work it was like oh wait hang on a minute this isn't a pipe dream anymore this is possible for us as a family. And so, you know, I had that as a big motivator to stay on track and to make sure that I was getting to where I needed to be.
0: Right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, so, so then, so now we kind of fixed, we kind of Mm. fixed the beginning of your business, right? So we go through, we go through your expenses and we put together your own profit Mm -hmm. plan, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. How do you, how did you start growing your business?
1: Um, Basically, my business grows as a, result, um, as a result of a lot of it's word of mouth from current clients. So, you know, when you implement this stuff in people's businesses and they're taking home more money, they kind of like you. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're the savior.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, a lot of my, a lot of my client base, um, clients grow because of word of mouth from existing clients. Um, and I also am, um, I am a, uh, an online marketing junkie. Okay. I like. I've used junkie twice in this uh, podcast episode. Quite an odd word to be using lots, but but I love online marketing. I have a real interest in it, and I always have done from the beginning. So um, so I really enjoy you know being on social media, promoting my business that way, email marketing, all those kinds of things. So that's another way that my business has grown. Really, is tapping into that side of things, and of course, helping and teaching people about profit
0: first. Okay, so. Tell me, why do people come to you and, and what are the words that they're using to describe themselves?
1: Mm. So the words they're using to describe themselves are fed up, overwhelmed. Um, you know, a lot of people come to me because they've read the book and they've Googled and found me. They've either found me on, on social media or they found me on um, Google. Um, when they look for somebody who does this stuff and you know I am one of the people who's probably you know there's not that many people who have been certified longer than I have so I've been doing this a long time and I've proven it with a lot of clients so you know that helps as well. Um, People are often slightly resentful of their business by the time they get to me because you know they're putting in all this time and effort and often money and they're not getting financial financially rewarded for it and they're they're just a bit fed up and and they know that something needs to change. And often it can be, not just to save the business, often it can be they're getting a lot of pressure at home as well. You know, why are you spending all this time on this business and you're not even contributing to the household?
0: Right. And, and so they're already looking for you, right? They are, often. they've been doing some research often. Hey, I'm fed up. <laughs> I'm frustrated. I'm yeah. overwhelmed. Something's got to give. Like, yeah. I've heard this before that, from, from, from my own clients have been, I feel successful, but I don't have anything to show for it.
1: Mm-hmm, completely, yeah, I, and that's I, very, got, very, got very
0: revenues, common. But I'm not really, you know, mm-hmm. living the high life.
1: Yeah, and, I, and in all honesty, that's where I felt when I found Profit First. I felt like, you know, people were saying to me, oh, you're such an inspiration, you're so successful, and I was like, what? What are you talking about this is not this is not that's not my life that's if they not. only knew the truth <laughs> yeah exactly that's what it felt like um so yeah so it's very common for um for when people come first come to me to feel that exact same way
2: right and it's right. hard for those people i would think to you know when you talk fed up overwhelmed resentful mm-hmm. i'm like uh, as a copywriter, I'm like, I'm thinking sales, right? Sales letter, sales letter, just, <laughs> the just marketing junkie, back, right? <laughs> jumping off the page at me. I'm just like, you know, but in order for somebody, most people who haven't been in business do not understand the emotion and the pain involved with building a business. And then that business takes over your life and it owns you. Yeah. And then you come in and you're like, Hey, this is a lot easier than, than you think. But you're not going to be able to pull 15 points off the top in the beginning. you got to start with 1% or maybe 2% and build up quarterly. I mean, that in and of itself, you're really helping people change their lives. It's more than an accounting practice. It's a life change.
1: It is, and it was for me. You know, it was a massive, massive change for me. When I, when I tell people it's life-changing, I'm not under, you know, I'm not right. under egging right. that. It, it really, truly has been, and I see it in my clients as well. You know, I see it. I'm so, so lucky to see it pretty much every day in the people I work with when they have similar things. You know, I spoke, I was speaking to one of my clients yesterday. She's a pretty new client. She's only been with me a couple of months. And she said to me, this is my first ever profitable month in business. I cannot express how excited <laughs> I amazing. am. And that's just, you know, that's amazing that people are able to go on that journey. And 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 she was, she was also somebody who was at the I'm really fed up with this. I'm really not, you know, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. And I said, when she came on the call yesterday, I said, you look happy. And she's like, I am happy because <laughs> there's just such a change. So, you know, that kind of thing is just awesome.
0: It's like, it, it's uh we always talk about, you know, um, business isn't easy, but it's easy to, there are, if you follow, business is a system that you can learn yeah. that you can, if you implement this profit first, it becomes easy. Right. And that's right. kind of what you're saying. It's like, you have confidence it looks like that you can help any business owner yeah. enjoy business again make a profit mm-hmm. become profitable have a good life 100%
1: right? yeah absolutely
0: so so it is if you if you follow the system you're going to you're going to make money and you're going to enjoy it's going to be much easier
1: absolutely and i've seen this across all industries as well so not just online businesses not just offline businesses not just service based businesses not just product based businesses i've seen this in all types of businesses all over um, you know not just in the UK I've seen it in other countries so you know it's I've seen it in Asia I've seen it in the US I've seen it all over the place it works um, it's it's a you know it's a cash management system if you control the cash you control the business
2: and I think there's so many people that miss that um, and, and that they, they you see that all the gurus online they're all about get leads Get Mm. customers and Mm. they got all of this going on. But Mm. then when they get to step three, which is actually running the business, they do it poorly. They they accumulate massive amounts of debt because they Mm. grow, 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 but they they never get out of this. And then you come along and and just like the client you were just talking about, Mm. uh, just had their first profitable month. I'm sure your clients are probably so surprised that they're like, wait a second, you're the only guru that ever did something for me that worked. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and in all honesty, Dave, it infuriates me when I see this whole industry around that, you know, sell, 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 don't worry, spend lots of money, pummel it all into Facebook ads, it'll give you a return. And I see people losing money left, right, and center. But like you say, the problem is that I also have seen behind the scenes in some of these kind of so called guru entrepreneurs' businesses, and they are very close to bankruptcy. Right. They're. They, a wreck. And it's it's frightening because they're the ones that people are listening to. People are taking kind of financial pseudo financial advice from people who are broke, and that is incredibly upsetting. Because these people, yes, they might be running a ten million pound per ten million dollar business, but that doesn't mean that they are taking anything
2: home at all.
1: And so it infuriates me. I've got
2: to bring something up because I took an online course this week Mm. when the guy who this guru, and he's big, he's all over the place. When this guru showed his finances and when he was showing his $5,500 a month in car payments, I'm like, I'm done listening. I literally, I got a refund. The first refund I've got in a while. When he was telling he's talking about his $9,300 a month house payment is 50. I'm like, dude, you are headed for disaster and you yes. don't even know it. Why do I know? Because I know what the disaster looks like. Because I yeah, did, yeah I, I came to profit first, then Mike It's too late. I was in a downward uh, spiral. But fortunately, I practiced what I preached prior to that. And I isolated cash long before uh, I needed it. So it saved nice. me. But, and that's part of it, right? Is uh, Is eliminating yes. debt.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. If you have debt personally or in your business, your profit, 99% of that profit is going to debt straight off. We want to get rid of that debt as much as we possibly can straight away. Now I'm not talking about your house mortgage. That is something that's different. But if you have credit card debts, if you have loans, if you have even car debts, we are getting them paid off ASAP because that is, you know, that essentially, The thing is, what debt is, is debt is previous overspending. It's overspending you've done previously that has not been supported by your revenue. So at some point, we need to sort that. And that needs to be ASAP, basically. And it's
2: a mentality change, right? You can't Mm. can't keep this debt up here and and keep borrowing because it's taken away from the profit-first mentality, which is, Profit, I can afford to buy things. Debt implies I can't afford to buy them. Yeah, People do it for tax purposes. Uh, uh. I mean, you can't afford it, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, completely, completely. If you don't have the cash in your bank account to pay for it, then you can't afford it. Fundamentally, (laughs) that's, I mean, it's fundamental under Profit First, is that we don't increase borrowing. We don't take out debt. We pay down debt. That's what we do.
0: Right, and that goes back to, so, so, uh, What should we be asking that you haven't asked I think we're just getting there right now. When you start following the profit first and you do, you know, Dave, always talks about paying down the debt. So you pay down the debt. Now we're talking about accumulating wealth, right? We are.
1: Absolutely. That's the next step is that, okay, great. You've got this profit money and now you can start investing it in things that are going to give you longer term wealth. So, you know, that of course depends on the discussions you have with your financial advisor, your appetite to risk. All those kinds of things, but that is exactly then the next step afterwards, whether that be stocks and shares, property, pension portfolios, whatever that might be for you, depending as I say, on your appetite for risk and all that kind of stuff. It's obviously a very regulated area that I cannot no, advise. No. On, but that is that but is the, yeah, next that's, step. that's
2: Matt's that's
0: Matt's industry is, yeah, I mean, yeah. he is in the in that world. So but yeah, but what I'm even talking about, like, uh, then it goes back to, yeah, we're talking about investing and saving and stuff, but also reinvesting back in your business. Yeah, like yeah. The first problem that we talked about, I come across a lot of guys who, who have cash in their bank account, like we talked mm-hmm. about, but because it's not segregated, divided out, they're like, well, I'll just go buy this piece of equipment.
1: Yeah, and, absolutely.
0: But if they had to borrow, like we said, the debt, you yeah. know, if they had to borrow the money from the bank they would run some, ter- some sort of return on investment. Can I yes. afford to buy this machinery and yeah. will generate enough income that I could pay the bank back? Yeah, and that's
1: exactly what you should be doing in your own business. So yeah. I With say to people, business. reinvesting is not the same as overspending. Right. Reinvesting I is like a strategic decision. And the word investing implies you will get a return. That is or at least there's a probability of a return. Yeah, but you and gotta run that, that is calculation. Is but yes. you exactly, exactly. And if you are reinvesting, that means that you must know there is a probability of a return. Yes. And therefore you are making that decision strategically. You are not just throwing money at something else.
0: Right, right. So that so that's so 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 I still have so we're talking about The profit first, and we got to go in there. And first thing you're talking about is uh, money leaks, and so Mm -hmm. we're looking at some of the big ones: software, course junkie, office space, some Mm -hmm. of the common ones. Then we talk about putting together a profit plan. So you're looking at your revenues, and maybe you start off for a 90-day plan. Yeah, exactly. Right, like six months and then a year kind of plan. And then you talk about implementing, which you did when you actually read the book Mm. the first (laughs) time. You you went all in. I'm like excited (laughs) about your, your 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 passion. Mm. Uh, but that's also accountability. You got to have somebody to hold you accountable. Mm. And then then you talk about um, paying down debt. So we got all that. And then we talk about, okay, now we got some sort of a profit. We're going to pay down the debt, which Dave's mm-hmm. always talking about paying down the debt. And then we're talking about now accumulating wealth, which could be your personal wealth, but it also could be reinvesting. And I love what off, you said. Yeah. Reinvesting is different than overspending. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's very unique. It's, uh, so like important. That. it's so important to, that. I think, the the progression
2: you went through on this, you know, we in the show profitability MD is because a doctor looks at symptoms and you take all those symptoms and you move people down a list and then boom, here they are. Now you have cash. Now you can purchase cash flowing assets. Now you can invest in your company and all of these things. Yeah. And as you start to purchase cash flowing assets, what happens is those assets start to pay you income. Yeah. And when the, that income exceeds your income of your business, then you become free from your business because you can go to work because you want to, mm-hmm. not because you have to. Everything changes.
1: One
0: hundred percent. So, the, uh, so I, I was, I was following you this summer. So i going back to your success. All right. So you got it. You mm-hmm. turned around, and, yeah. and now you're a, a family of four. You're supporting with your business, mm-hmm. but you were doing. I think you were traveling this summer. Like you. We were. Home, yes. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, little.
1: for six months we traveled <laughs> as a family. Months. So,
0: mm, you yeah, business yeah, from the road for six months
1: yes, I did yeah we um it was over the winter actually, so it was it was September last year to the April. Okay. Um, we basically decided that before my son started school, which he just did um, this summer um, before he started school, we were going to travel we'd always wanted to we'd always thought this was a plan to spend some time you know traveling. So what we basically did, it's a little bit crazy, but we bought a caravan, a touring caravan. Yeah,
0: yeah. And we call them we, Winnebago's here.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I take it you paid cash for it? We did, yes, okay. of course. <laughs> Good, that out there. I just had a
1: 100%, Dave, we did. And we, um, and we basically went to Europe and we drove around for six months. So, um, so yeah, we did a big tour. We went to six or seven countries and, um, and it was awesome. Yeah, I, you know. For me, I can run my business with an internet connection and a laptop. So it was, uh, you know, it was pretty, it was pretty good. I, um, you know, had to balance my time, of course, which was the hardest bit of it more than anything else, because I wanted to enjoy being away. But I also had to work whilst we were away. I didn't have the luxury of being able to, you know, step away for six months, which might have, which would have been amazing, but I didn't have that luxury yet. Being able to do that, right, right. So uh So, yeah. So we were kind of yeah on the road and working, and uh, and it was it was an incredible time.
2: Can we can we do a, a little timeline? If you, do? I know we're we're coming up on on time, but um, yeah. if you wouldn't mind me asking, so ten years ago you started your business. Yes. When was it when you realized you needed to do something? How many years like were you? Five in-
1: years ago. Yeah. So, so I was in so business five for five years, years, and it was five years ago. Yeah. So,
2: Five years, and this is so important for anybody who watches this. Five years ago, your business, your you're up in the air, you're uh, you're mm. frustrated, you're overwhelmed, you're all these things. And here you are, five years later, and you took a six month mm. family uh-huh. vacation where you're able to work. I mean, we all are passionate about work, but you were yeah. you were able to work, but six months, yeah, no office, yeah, on the road. that's, pretty yeah. cool. that's a pretty good five year goal for any. <laughs> Anybody in business, I would think.
1: Yeah, it's probably not too bad at all. And with two children in t- tow, with the uh, you know at the time they're now uh, they're now three and nearly five, so this was you know they were two and two and four.
0: Uh-huh. So it's, I, so I, just I just think that's awesome. That that is a great journey, right? So it so it you is. start your business, and then then you had found profit first, but in eighteen months you're turning it around, and then you yeah. go from you know not making any money to supporting the family four mm-hmm. to four years later you're able to take a six month road kind of hiatus Mm -hmm.
1: yeah yeah
0: all right so we're coming towards the end you tell me do we anything else that we should have asked you that we didn't oh gosh
1: i don't think so we've covered a lot i'm just (laughs) hoping that your listeners are able to absorb it all (laughs) All right is there
2: there one question that you hoped we wouldn't ask
1: oh (laughs) (laughs) that's a tricky one dave um Gosh, I don't think so, but I am going to mull on that. That's
0: a good question. (laughs) All right, so tell us who's your ideal clients, who are you looking for, and where can we find you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my ideal clients are online service-based businesses, who, like you said in the introduction, want to find clarity in their numbers, increase their wealth, and take home lots more money for them and their families to enjoy. So that is basically who my ideal client is, somebody who is perhaps frustrated with the financials in their business just now, perhaps frustrated with what their bank account is showing for the time, energy, and effort they're putting into their business. And they feel like there must be another way. And the answer is that there is another way. There is another way. Where you can find me is, um, my website is annetteandco.co.uk. So that's A-N-N-E-T-E-A-N-D-C-O.co.uk. You can also join me on Facebook. The Uncover World community, as you mentioned, is my place where I hang out a lot. You can just search for that in the Facebook search bar and find me there. Um, On pretty much any social media platform, I am Annette Ferguson or Annette Fergs. you can find me uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all the places.
0: You've got it all covered. Well, yeah. I am in your Uncover Wealth community good. on Facebook, so I, I'm going to put that. I, I highly recommend joining, being a part of it. Right now, you're doing something.
1: Soon. <laughs> good, yes, please do.
0: You're doing something right now. You're doing some great videos. I think you call it the I Wealth do. Lab, and that would I call, do, yeah. Right, right. So that's really good. Where you kind of outlined almost the steps we just went through today. Absolutely. Uh, how to put together your profit plan. I think that's, that's where it. You're headed with that Wealth Lab. It
1: is absolutely.
0: Um, endorsement. Join Uncover. Community, on Facebook. Uh, watch her videos; she's got great videos that she puts up through Facebook. Um, and uh, I think you have a podcast as well, or is that part I of? I the- do.
1: Yeah, I have a podcast, Uncover Wealth Radio. You can find us in iTunes or Spotify.
0: All right. perfect. That's great. Well, hey, I really appreciate you being a guest today. This has been a lot of fun. And uh, really thoroughly enjoyed it, Annette. So, so thank you very, very much. Very, very informative.
2: Annette, this was awesome. Thank you so much. If you like this show, subscribe to our channel and uh, comment below. Well, tell them where they can find us. I mean, come on, Dave. You can find Matt at 10xprofitblueprint.com. And you can find us on so, Matt
0: Matthew Hutchins on uh, LinkedIn. And you can find me at davidmulvaney.com. And Right. Then we got our profitability MD is this podcast. And we've got a YouTube channel, Profitability MD. Wanted to leave you some room to talk to, man. No, no, I just that's where they can find us on DaveMulvaney.com and Dave Mulvaney LinkedIn. This is good. All Thank right. You so much, Annette. Talk y'all later. Thank you very I much.
2: Care. Take care. All right. Bye.